welcome to the Bromley Adult Education College Digital Drop-In Podcast, getting you back to work with confidence. Hello, I'm Jill Collier. And welcome to episode four of the Digital Drop-In Podcast. Today, I'd like to talk to you about CVs and how they can help you with your job search. Something I do get asked quite a lot is what's the difference between a resume and a CV? Well, the main difference between a resume and a CV is the length and the amount of detail. A resume content is selective and concise. By contrast, a CV outlines your entire educational and professional history along with your major accomplishments. So what is the purpose of a CV? Your CV is designed to get you the interview, not the job. Use it to showcase your skills and show the employer what you can offer them to help their business. So what is the biggest mistake you can make when sending out your CV? Well, there's lots, but overall it's being sloppy. Keep formatting consistent and always include a covering letter or email when you're sending off. Just keep checking for spelling mistakes, checking for any inconsistencies and make it look thoroughly professional. How long on average does an employer spend looking at your CV? And I want you to think about this. When you spend, I don't know, half a day, a day, preparing your beautiful CV and you send it off for a job, How long do you think your potential employer spends looking at your CV? Get a figure in your mind. Three minutes, five minutes, ten minutes. How long do you think they look at your specific CV? Well, Monster UK, reliably inform us, it's between 20 and 30 seconds. That is how long you have got to make an impression. So what makes a good CV? It needs to be clear and concise, has simple formatting with no spelling mistakes, is specific for the job you are applying for, and we will come back to that later is no more than two pages long, states what you have achieved, not just what you did. It's an honest representation of you. The information required on your CV is your name, your contact details, and that will be uh, generally your mobile phone number and your email address. And do make sure your email address is fit for purpose. If you've had an email address for 10 years from when you were at school or college or you know when you didn't know too much about emails, it could be you know something inappropriate. I don't know fluffy dog at hotmail.com or you know Fifi Trixabel or something. 
and it needs to be sounding business-like. It doesn't have to be your name, but have it as a professional sounding email. So you're going to have your name and your contact details at the top of your CV. And then you're going to have a personal profile or personal statement. And then you are going to have your key skills listed. Then you'll have your employment history, including any gaps your education and schooling, and potentially your interests. Information not required on a CV is your address, your nationality, your NI number, a photograph, date of birth, marital status, names of referees, um, or anything more than that is, is overkill. You're going to keep it concise. Personal profile or statement is a short introduction to your CV summarising what you have done. It forms the first part of your CV and is your opportunity to grab the attention of the future employer and to make them want to read on. This is where your 10 to 20 seconds is really counting. It should be written simply with a maximum of 150 words. Within your personal statement or profile, you can also include your key achievements. And this might not be something that was particularly recent, but it's something you're particularly proud of or something that would tell them more about you as a person within your career. It could be you're on you know, a particular project that became very well known for something. It could be that it was to do with um, an organisation that has gone on to do other great things in your field of work. Something that would, would support you in your CV. It's your opportunity to tell employers what you can do for them. It should be clear from the job description what the job entails and your personal profile should tell the employer straight away how you can help them do it. You will then have a key skills section and again in here it would just be anything between sort of four to six bullet points of very concise skills that again would help you meet the requirement of this particular job. Um, it could be, I don't know if it was in the catering industry, it might be comprehensive understanding of health and safety. Um, if it was in the retail area, it could be excellent customer service skills, you know, things like that, that would give a future employment employer confidence that you could that you could, you know, help them in, in their particular line of business. After that, you will have your work experience. This is the main body of the CV and where you highlight all transferable skills you have gained, which could be relevant to the job for which you are applying. List all of the roles you have had, starting with the most recent. Do mention gaps in employment history with a brief explanation but it's not necessary to go into personal detail. 
So thinking about your work experience, think about the last job that you did and again, summarise. It doesn't have to be a very wordy paragraph going into great detail how you got in at nine o'clock and you put the coffee on and then you would turn your computer on and then you would see what emails are coming. It doesn't have to be wordy. It's just going to give a summary of the job you did or the skills you have gained from it. So really try, because the, the more jobs you've had, the, the more there is going to be to squeeze in. And remember, it must go on a maximum of two pages, your CV. So just keep any work experience detail to, to really relevant information. And as I say, the skills that you have gained through doing that job. You will be giving dates that you were there from when you started to when you finished. And then you will go on to your second to last or second to most recent job and just work your way down in chronological order. And as I say, if you did have time off to travel or maybe to have a family or whatever the reasons are, then just just state the, the, the reason, but without too much detail. Then go on to list your qualifications and work-related experience. Give details of qualifications or training from previous jobs, giving most recent first. Go on to include qualifications from school and college. And highlight any work-related experience which may help your application. I think it's true to say that employers are also looking for personal development. So if you have taken any qualifications even if not strictly relevant to the job you were doing at that time, um, it's still worth putting those down. If you haven't taken any exams in a while to do with your, your chosen field, I think having a bit of personal development in there, and even if it is, you know, learning another language or, you know, going to evening classes to do something, anything that you've, you've done as a personal development, it's, employers like to see that you have been sort of stretching yourself and and thinking outside the box a little so do list any qualifications that you have received over the last few years interests and hobbies can come sort of near the bottom and that that's you know a tricky one i personally feel that your interests and hobbies are relevant as they can an employer can get an idea of what you might like to do in your spare time um, but it's especially relevant to include interests and hobbies if they relate to the area of work in which you're you're sort of seeking so you know don't put interests and hobbies for the sake of it don't just put you know I like sitting on my sofa and reading a book all weekend but you might want to put um, some hobby you have that is maybe quite challenging or again you're, you're pushing yourself in that hobby um, you know anything that you think sort of shows you in a good light or shows that again you are stretching yourself either sort of mentally or physically 
Finally, um, references. It's fine to state references available on your request on your CV, but you should have two people in mind who can provide a reference for you. It is important to ask the person to agree to this beforehand. Of the two referees you have in mind, ideally one should be your most recent employer. If you haven't worked for a while, it could be someone who's known you for a long time, preferably in a professional role, and it should be someone who can comment on your qualities in relation to the job. So do try and seek at least one professional reference. Um, but if you do only have one, then a personal or character reference can also be your second referee. And this is given by someone who knows you and who can vouch for your abilities. Again, preferably in a professional sense. Um, so it could be a friend of yours, but I don't know, maybe they're a policeman or a teacher or, or something that could quote, you know, how, what sort of key skills you have and how they they could recommend you know these skills that you have as being suitable for their for their job um if you really are struggling uh people that can give a suitable reference are a doctor or medical professional a family solicitor a teacher or tutor a coach or tra trainer member of the armed or police forces and other professionally qualified people such as accountants or surveyors. So just sort of have a think of people that you know that might be able to help you and are happy to give you a reference. My understanding is most companies like your, your referee to have known you for at least two years. So that gives you an idea. So get all your ideas for your CV down on paper and have a look and have a play around with it and make sure it reads well, make sure it fits within the sort of the two pages. And when you are getting them printed, if you are getting them printed, do make sure they are printed on double-sided, you know, on a double-sided printer. In other words, it's only one sheet of paper printed on both sides. Because if you've stapled it together, it could get separated and they only see half your CV. Whereas if it's double-sided printed, then you know they are getting the whole thing. But I do appreciate these days, it may very well be that you're just going to be emailing it to somebody, um, you know, rather than actually printing it out. So my other key piece of advice, once you've got your base CV, is read your job application and make sure you have covered the key skills that this job application is asking for in your personal profile or statement and or your key skills. Make sure when they are scanning that top part of your CV and it may be done by eye or it may be done by you know a computer scanner make sure the key information is there. As I've said previously, your CV is not going to get you the job, 
but it could get you the interview. Your CV is stopping you going immediately on the no pile. They have to see something in that top section of your CV that makes you go into the yes pile. So don't just think, right, I've got my standard CV now and I'm going to send it off to as many people because it is quality over quantity. Read the job, job application and then bring your CV up on your computer or if you're coming to one of our digital drop-ins, let us help you with that and just tweak your CV slightly. You can still keep your master CV, but then just edit it and save it as a second version of your CV, making sure, a third, fourth, whatever, making sure you have answered their questions in that top part of your CV. If they've asked for something, make sure it's in there. If they've asked for at least, I don't know, five years um, experience in this field, make sure in your personal statement, you've got with more than five years experience in this field. Make sure that you are ticking all the boxes. Once you're happy that your CV is ready for this particular job application, not 40 different jobs, but is absolutely appropriate for this particular job application, then save that version and then always include a covering letter or an email to accompany your CV. If you're being asked to post the CV off, then as I say, write a covering letter. And if it's just, be, if it's just been asked to send it by email, then make sure again your email says something about you. Even if it only is, if it says, I don't know, send your email to Joe Smith, then just say, dear Mr. Smith, please find attached my CV. Um, I was excited to see your job application as I feel I could bring a lot to your company or just something really positive. And, you know, say, I look forward to hearing from you in due course and just sound positive and upbeat about applying for this job. I do think of a CV as, as a sales document. You are selling yourself to the, this potential employer and you want them, they want them to interview you. We will do a podcast on interview techniques, but for today, we're just trying to get our CV in the best possible shape that we can. So I hope this will help you in producing your CV. It may have raised many questions, but as I say, do come along to one of our digital drop-ins if you do need any help in, in writing your CV and let us help you. You need to come up with the content because that's, that's your history and that's your life, but we can certainly help you get it into a more professional document if you think that would be of help to you. I hope you've enjoyed this, this particular episode and I look forward to speaking to you again shortly. For help with all your job searching needs, do visit one of our digital drop-in venues. 
on a Monday, we are open 12.30 to 3.30pm at our Poverest Centre. And on a Tuesday, we are open 10am to 2pm at our Kentwood Centre. In our sessions, we offer free use of computers for job searching, advice on creating a winning CV, plus lots of short training courses to gain skills in the digital world. This podcast has been produced by Bromley Adult Education College. For full details of how we can support your return to work, visit our website www.baec.ac.uk and search for Digital Dropper. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast to receive notifications of new episodes.